Hello and welcome to a new episode of Model Behavior with me as your host, Michiel Krijgsman, a data professional and football enthusiast. You're listening to the podcast about football statistics and performance analysis. Clubs and coaches all try to find answers to tactical questions and help to understand events on a football pitch more precisely with the help of data. Now in the midst of a sports data revolution, understanding this data is quickly becoming the new holy grail of football. Behavioral science, mathematical models and statistical analysis are all part of explaining performance. But how exactly can data help to find those answers? In this podcast, I take a look at this relatively hidden side of football. The numbers behind the shots, the stats behind the plays, the odds versus the results. Here you won't find coverage of current events. This is not another podcast that reviews last weekend's fixtures. So none of that this weekend's action nonsense. We're not here to talk about the weather, we're here to talk about the climate. Analogically speaking, of course. So welcome to Model Behavior. dramatic start we have a penalty given to Liverpool inside 30 seconds and Christian Eriksen so how did you feel after this penalty decision from the 2019 Champions League final you probably thought there's absolutely no way the refs giving a penalty for that no way but he did and with that changing the course of the game or the outcome if you will and regardless of the fact if silly handballs are actual fouls, these should never be awarded a penalty. Unless maybe your name is Luis Suarez and it's 2010. Does this mean Garner have got a penalty with the last kick of the game? Oh, I do not believe it! Oh, cross comes in, he splits up by Kevin Prince-Botang. Because with goals uh, increasing in value uh, every year, awarded penalties, therefore, or big chances for that matter, heavily increase in value as well. Now today we'll be looking at the true value of a penalty by using the expected goals model and also checking what monetary impact penalties can have. So here we arrive at this episode's topic, the penalty, the punishment that doesn't fit the crime. Oh, the penalty kick. Such an event filled to the absolute brim with emotions. From the ref's call to the player's kick, ancient Greek theater has nothing on spot kicks. It's drama slung into overdrive nowadays with the recent introduction of the VAR. But let's take a step back and see how it evolved from the first draft to the punishment we love and hate. So the penalty as a punishment, um, or as a rule, was introduced in 1891. It was awarded to players fouled within an area we now no longer use, actually. Um, the penalty area back then was an area stretching 12 meters from the goal line into the field and covered the entire width of the pitch. Things changed a lot, and within 12 years, so in 1903, 
A drastic revision resulted in introducing the penalty area as we know it today. Additionally, the penalty spot was introduced and the penalty kick as a punishment was officially born. Other than some minor revisions like um, goalkeeper movement and uh, introducing non-taker player positioning, uh, the penalty as we know it today is essentially the same as in 1903. That's 116 years, one and the same rule. So perhaps it's time for a proper revision, because things changed. For instance, goals. Goals were scored a lot more than they are now. Games used to average around 4.5 goals per game back in those days. Um, Today, that's nearly halved at 2.5 goals per game. This means that a goal uh, has become vastly more valuable. And as a result, penalties have as well. So what's the big deal? A goal, more or less, an unfairly awarded penalty due to silly handball? Nothing to fuss about, right? Well, wrong. Because like in the olden days, modern-day football is a sport in which goals are rare. It's a low-volume scoring sport. Matches are more often than not decided with a goal difference of just one. A single goal can therefore impact the outcome of a match tremendously. So the decisive nature of a goal or the impact it has on a match, plays a big role in the value of a penalty. And as we all know, the difference between a draw and a win or loss, uh, so the difference between 0, 1, or 3 points, can have devastating consequences for a club. Or alternatively, of course, mean immense glory. Now, you could argue that if you desperately needed that one point, you didn't deserve it anyway. Or that you shouldn't have let it come down to that one game in which you got unlucky. But the problem with football is how we settle finals. Because generally, finals are decided with one single game. 90 minutes, winner takes all. And in sports like basketball and handball um, or any other high-volume scoring sport, injustice and or arbitrary mistakes generally balance out due to the high volume of points at the end of a match. Or season, for that matter. And even in playoff games, it's, it's less of a big deal since they generally play series based on the best of five and even best of seven principle. So there are no one game to decide at all shenanigans. Even knockout stages are relatively fair. Well, back to football. Let's talk money. Because the monetary value of winning a game can range from, well, zero uh, to up to 90 million euros. 90 million euros, yeah, that's right. That's roughly how much a championship team will receive after their promotion to the English Premier League. And not to mention the extra money they will bring in if they manage to stay up for another season. And that's just money. We're not even talking about trophies yet, or the sentimental value. Another example. As reminded to you in the intro, the 2019 Champions League final was a game in which penalties have dramatically affected the outcome, or at the very least, the course of the game. So imagine losing the final of the top-tier competition of the world because of all this. Imagine being relegated or missing that heavily sought-after promotion, not just because the rules are arbitrary, but because the rules in their very core are unfair. Imagine that. But lucky for us, we actually don't have to imagine that, because it happened. 
Not a season or tournament goes by without questionable outcomes and what-ifs caused by a penalty. Now, this wouldn't be a podcast, of course, about data and stats without focusing on the numbers behind the issue at hand. So let's start off by taking a gander at what the statistical value is of a penalty and fouls or situations leading up to a penalty. Because this is the core question we'd like to have answered. What constitutes as unfair? When should a penalty be given and when shouldn't it? When exactly is a penalty the punishment that doesn't fit the crime? Now, we're all familiar with the expected goals model and the statistical value chances have based on many variables. Chances have their XG based on elements like uh, shot location, defenders in between the ball and goal, player position, etc., etc. Now, they all contribute to how big a chance it is. Penalties, in particular, are high-yielding chances, of course, and more often than not, they result in a goal, or in statistical terms, a conversion. Now, depending a bit on which model you look at, the XG for penalties is roughly 0.76. Meaning that 76% of all penalties are converted into a goal. Now, coming from the statistical side, an XG of 0.76 means this particular chance is huge. Here's one for the players out there, or the ones that feel comfortable guessing conversion rates of chances. Because how often have you had a chance on the pitch that was unmissable or saw someone that took a shot of which you thought would go in like at least three times out of four? And consider everything. Angles, bounces, how much time it took to control the ball first, uh, defenders around you, distance from the goal, the goalkeeper's position, everything. Yeah, done? Still, you think it would be three and four? Now think of taking a penalty. Do you think you would convert these chances that you were thinking of before more often than you would convert a penalty? Perhaps you think you would, but the point here is that chances get vastly overrated and don't pass the eye test at all. So what seems to be a sitter or an absolute 100% chance is very often worth nothing more than 0.5 XG at best, much lower than a penalty. Time for a little look up. It's come off Konate. There is Origi. How did Origi manage to not hit the target from there? That is astounding. So close to the goal. How could you possibly miss from that distance? Divok Origi will not want to see that one again. Ever, ever. That was Divok Origi for Wolfsburg. Fancying a shot from no more than three meters from the goal. An open goal, no less. And he manages to completely mishit the ball and it goes over. Um, so that's supposedly a 100% chance to score or a sitter or, well, something that you have to score. But in reality, this chance um, has an XG rating of 0.64. Now that's considered high. And open play chances don't get much bigger than this. But in case you forgot, that's still less than a penalty. Sterling, is onside. Bernardo Silva, still Bernardo Silva. He's taking the ring road. He's flashing. Oh, Gareth missed it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he had a floppy foot. It was too easy for him. 
he just needed to stiffen his ankle and just push it back across. Not that I should be telling Sergio Aguero how to finish. I think he just relaxed. Just another example to support the claims from before, because we've all seen him recognize these moments. Um, and that was Aguero in relatively similar position as Origi. Only Aguero's was valued at a mere 0.45 expected goals. So at last, we're arriving at the core of the problem. In football, we're rewarding fouls in the box with hugely valuable opportunities. The punishment does not fit the crime. That's what the penalty in modern-day football is, a punishment that does not fit the crime. Because more often than not, you didn't create a chance. You didn't really create anything yet worthy of a 0.76 expected goals opportunity. And yet you get this reward. You just went from 0.25 or 0.15 expected goals to a chance that has triple or quadruple the value. So you basically got bumped from economy class to first for no reason at all. And you did not deserve that. You did not deserve that 0.76 expected goals chance um, because yours wasn't worth even remotely the same. Even in Origi's case, it's still better to get a penalty in that situation than to get the chance that he got. Because mishits or off-balance movement can all make a difference between a goal and a miss. Or in Aguero's case, a floppy foot. Now remember Sissoko's silly handball in the Champions League final. Um, again, regardless of the fact that this is a foul or not, the situation is hardly dangerous. Um, it's threatening at most. Or in statistical terms, the situation is not valued at 0.76 expected goals. If anything, it's not even a chance yet. Mane crosses the ball from just inside of the box uh, wide and actually away from the goal to assumably reach Salah on the other side of the box. There's no danger. No one is shooting or in a position which can be deemed dangerous. And it would be incredibly hard to actually put a value on this. But it would never come close to the value of a penalty. Yet the rules state that any foul inside the box is awarded a penalty. And that's wrong. Now seeing as we've established how big of an opportunity a penalty kick statistically is and how it compares to other open play chances, opportunities and other non-threatening events, let's check some possible solutions and alternatives for this ludicrous punishment. Alright, so enough establishing. Um, It's clear that penalties are an awkward and unfair solution. So let's explore some other hypothetical options. So first and foremost, we have to incorporate the expected goals model into this, period. Because now that we have a ton of data at hand, we can judge events according to their value expressed as a number. Um, Whether dynamically or statically, uh, expected goals can be the foundation for the new and improved penalty. Perhaps in the future, other models can be uh, incorporated, like models that are based on threat, like the expected possession value model, or EPV for short. The EPV model was formerly known as the dangerosity metric, which was developed by Daniel Link in Munich, but for now we'll stick with the expected goals model. So let's take a look at two hypothetical scenarios in which I take a more fair approach to the penalty. So in the first situation, you would actively check every foul that was committed on a player anywhere on the pitch. That's right, anywhere. 
So if the situation the foul player was in is higher than or similar to, let's say, 0.76 expected goals, um, then a penalty can be awarded. Now, software, perhaps the VAR can be incorporated or anyway, some kind of computer can be used to immediately check the value, the expected goals value, that is. Because it's a relatively simple formula to run, this could be done in a second. And of course, this would be ideal for top tier football like the Champions League, Europa League and the top flights of most European leagues. But for lower leagues, it's unlikely that this is feasible. So you would end up with different systems for different leagues. But perhaps not too big of a deal as we're facing the same problem with the VAR right now. So in short, you can get a penalty from anywhere as long as the situation was valued at 0.76 xg. In the second situation, perhaps it could be an idea to completely redesign the penalty area based on the average historical xg values per square meter. Sounds a bit odd, but um, I'd say then the penalty area has to be completely redrawn. And it's actually very likely that it will become a lot smaller. Because as we've seen, not many chances are bigger than a penalty. So in other words, the radius of the new penalty area has to reflect the expected goals directly. And the penalty spot um, doesn't actually have to be inside that area. In this situation, you wouldn't need expensive equipment like extra cameras or a VAR or computers to help you make this decision. Um, so this way, lower teams from lower leagues can have the same rules as top tier leagues to keep everything universal. Now, it will be less accurate, but then again, clearly no one really cares about accuracy right now. So at the end of the day, we're still improving. So what happens if you get fouled at, let's say, 5 meters from the goal? And it was decided that the value was not worthy of a classic penalty. Um, perhaps, maybe, this could be the era in which indirect free kicks get their moment of fame. Um, unfortunately, there's hardly any data available about indirect free kicks from inside the box. So this is just a solution based on gut feeling. However, another solution to this could be the introduction of a second penalty spot, perhaps five meters further from the original spot. So at, let's say, 16 meters, custom made for low value fouls in the box, a bit similar to what they use in field hockey, where they have long and short corners. And the short corners are generally seen as much bigger scoring opportunities. So that's very similar to uh, the original penalty. Now I'm just spitballing here to try to come up with some kind of answer or solution. Of course, there are many ways of approaching the redesign of the penalty. And I'm sure there are much more sophisticated systems to come up with. However, I do think that it's time to start looking at alternatives. It's pretty clear that the penalty as a punishment uh, needs a proper revamp because right now it is an outrageously unfair aspect of football that causes more harm than it does good. With the help of the VAR and camera footage, we can maybe move in the right direction and let technology assist us in coming up with a better way to approach penalties. Or alternatively, as nearly none of the awarded penalties are of equal value to the chances that were taken away by the committed foul, we can just get rid of the penalty as a concept. Like, in its entirety. Uh, because at the end of the day, all we want is to avoid situations like this. 
Always oh, away here, Robin. Always oh, done brilliantly. Goes down. Penalty. To make that challenge. Others in green were there. Robin was in a hole. Higuain. Oh. Ronaldo. Oh. Alves takes him down. And a point to the spot from Estrada. Well, they'll all be looking in asking a question is this a dive? It's a beautiful ball played into Cristiano, but they are vehemently objecting to this, stating that it was a dive. Well, replay will help us determine... Thank you for listening to Model Behavior, a podcast about football statistics and conceptual thinking. With me as your host, Michiel Krijgsman. Keep track of the latest releases by subscribing or following this podcast on whichever app you're listening to. And of course, have a statistically great day.